Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. And of course, we continue to work remotely here in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, where, along with most of the nation, we're under a stay-at-home order due to the coronavirus pandemic. And for most of us, that's a completely unprecedented experience, and one made more difficult by the fact that even our churches are closed as part of public health measures to reduce possible transmission of the virus. These closures will remain in effect during what is the most sacred time in our liturgical year, Holy Week. Now, many parishes have already been streaming their Sunday and even daily Masses online, but the Holy Week liturgies present some unique challenges even for experienced live streamers. And to help us navigate those challenges, I recently spoke with a few resident experts here in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. Dan Kearns of Kearns Media Consulting has been broadcasting Masses here in the Archdiocese for almost 30 years, and he oversaw a massive technological outfitting of the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul during the World Meeting of Families in 2015, which was broadcast internationally. And to connect the technical with the spiritual, I also spoke with Father Thomas Daly, the Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. And my first question to Father Daly was, how do we make this work? <laughs> That's a great question. Dan, you can obviously speak to the video and technological concerns, but it is going to be a challenge because these particular liturgies are filled with not only the great Christian symbols, such as the crucifix, venerating it on Good Friday, but decorations and movements and actions that are not typical of your Sunday Mass and, in a certain sense, can't be contained in a single camera shot. So, Dan, maybe you can speak to that. Thank you, Father. A multiple camera setup is desirable, but you have to look at what will be the outlay of the expense of adding a lot of equipment, and you have to have the larger concern. Is this something we're going to do on an ongoing basis, or is this something to help us get us through Holy Week this year? And given all that, I asked whether parishes that aren't used to live streaming should try to pull it off for Holy Week, especially since we're at the 11th hour. I myself would not recommend that. One of the great advantages of digital technology, of course, is that I can receive pretty much anything from anywhere. So I have the opportunity to participate in Mass online from a place that has the capabilities of doing it and doing it very well. I think the quality of the broadcast is critically important, not just from a technical point of view, but because of the grand solemnity of these particular liturgical celebrations. I think we have to do them from a liturgical point as reverently as we can, but somehow also to communicate that importance and reverence digitally. 
as best we can. So I think instead of trying to sort of force feed it from a parish that may not have the experience or the equipment or the capabilities to do it, it would be easier to plug into somebody who can do it well and who has the technological capacity to make this available in a truly beautiful way. I totally agree with Father. To set up a a system from scratch is quite a challenge and can be very expensive. You can do something simple, just like streaming from your iPhone, but it's going to look like a liturgy seen on an iPhone. There are quite a few parishes that are already celebrating liturgies online. I would suggest tapping into those. We also broadcast from the cathedral on a regular basis every Sunday morning, and we'll also be doing the Triduum live from the cathedral. It's better to do it well than to do it slipshod. Father Daly said that relying on the cathedral liturgies at this time also makes theological sense. Theologically, there's another valid reason for connecting, say, to the liturgies as they're celebrated at the cathedral. This is a celebration presided over by the archdiocesan bishop. This is a celebration of the church, not just as a parish, but as a diocese, which is really our local church. So to participate even digitally in the liturgies being celebrated by the archbishop at the cathedral with all of its capabilities that you provide, that may actually be the best way to take part in the Holy Week ceremonies. Ideally, of course, folks would participate in person at the cathedral, but it does give folks an opportunity to play some part in the liturgy celebrated by the archbishop, who obviously can't be in every parish in the archdiocese at the same time. And so it's a way for people to connect with that who might not otherwise have the opportunity or the frequency with which they celebrate with the archbishop. Dan Kearns pointed out that live streaming can be a real technical and financial undertaking, so parishes should think it through before going online. Well, I would recommend for each parish that desires to do this and look into it, look at the talent you already have within the parish. I think most parishes would have several parishioners who are already involved in event videography that may have a camera that you would need, a good quality camera, good lens, good recording device, and also might already know how to do it. So what you basically need is you need to have a camera or several Uh, If you have several, you need a way to mix between the different cameras to switch back and forth. Suggest that we could take the audio, not just the audio on the camera, because that's going to sound very distant. It's going to sound echoey. If you could take the output of the the church audio system and get that into the camera, that signal that then has to be encoded in one way or another, either by hardware or by software, to stream out to the web, either through a streaming service, which can be expensive, or there is software that's free that you can use to stream directly to Facebook and YouTube, especially if the parish already has those services available to them. And parishioners might be familiar with the parish YouTube or Facebook channels. So I first of all recommend see if there's somebody in the parachute who knows how to do this. It gets a little technical. There's a lot of settings that have to be changed and, and how things are encoded. Basic setup, if you're starting from scratch, well, if you had to get an online subscription for a streaming service, about $2,000 per parish. That may be out of budget for many parishes right now, especially with the financial impact of the pandemic. But Father Daly said a live stream setup could be a good long-term investment. In the immediate context and the immediate need of getting ready for Holy Week, a lot of places may not have the capacity to do that or the finances to do that. But I think this is also an opportunity to look longer term 
the popularity and the outreach that's been made possible by digital technology is something I think most, if not every parish should look into. So that's just a plug for thinking about this in longer lasting terms to be able to reach out to people who perhaps for whatever reason don't come into the church building when that beautiful day comes that we're allowed to gather again in churches. When parishes set up to live stream, they should make sure they do so in a way that enhances rather than detracts from the liturgy, said Dan Kearns, something he's managed to do at the cathedral. We don't have cameras on tripods in the center aisle. I mean, everything is mounted on the pillars and integrated into the architecture by color. And so they blend in. Don't want to feel like you're in a TV station. You want to feel like you're in a church. And there are a few other things to keep in mind, he said. If a parish does decide to live stream, two cautions. One is you have to test the streams. You can't have people tuning in to watch Easter Sunday Mass at 9 a.m. and the stream goes down. It can happen. It happens a lot. So you need to test and retest to be sure all the connections are right. And the other thing I would recommend is each parish, if they decide to live stream it, on the posting on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're going to send it, also have a link where people can connect to the, uh, basically a missalette online, like to Magnificat magazine or other resources where they can follow along with the readings, but also maybe have access to the songs that will be sung. But we live stream from the cathedral for the Archbishop Sunday Mass, and we'll do the same for, uh, for Holy Week. We also have a link right there for the viewers to click on and they have the entire program with all the songs uh, that they can then view on a separate screen or another window where they can download and participate in their homes as if they were in church as much as possible. The priests who celebrate live stream masses need to be aware that their congregation is on the other side of the camera, said Father Daly. One other thought I might add, actually, this comes from many of the students in my social communications class, whom I assign to watch different masses online and sort of analyze them as a viewer. And almost all of them talked about the importance of camera angles on the one hand, some were too close and some were moving around too much and that sort of thing, but also the celebrant or the presider at the liturgy, it's very important that he connect with his audience by looking at the camera, by making eye contact. Otherwise, the experience from the viewer's point of view is I'm watching a movie. In a sense, presiders have to be cognizant of the digital streaming format and do whatever they can to connect with their audience through the camera, as it were. So I think from a production point of view, those who are presiding at the liturgies also need to be cognizant of the difference that this medium makes. And in the meantime, participating in live stream liturgies from the comfort of home requires a bit of work on the part of the faithful. I think while it will be difficult because of the different setting, because you're in the comfort of your home and the sort of commonness of being at home, approaching these liturgies that are online requires a bit of intentionality on everyone's part. That is to say that we need to approach them with the realization that we are participating in the sacred liturgy and to try to get our minds and our hearts as focused on that as we possibly can. Maybe it means 
viewing the online liturgies in a different room in the house, in a special room in the house, even decorating it in some way with candles or a crucifix, kind of make it as sacred an experience as we can, including doing the things that we would do during the liturgy in terms of speaking the responses, speaking them out loud, perhaps even sitting, standing, kneeling, if we have the space to do that, but try to treat it as best we can, as the sacred experience it's meant to be. You've been listening to digital theologian Father Thomas Daly and media consultant Dan Kearns. They were our guests today on this episode of InsideCatholicPhilly.com, and they've been sharing the ins and outs of live streaming liturgies, especially during Holy Week. And as we continue to navigate our way through the coronavirus pandemic, please know that our thoughts and prayers are with all of you. For the latest information about responses to the coronavirus here in the Philadelphia Archdiocese and for spiritual resources such as live-streamed masses and retreats, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and all of us in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia wish you a joyous Easter. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of Catholic philly.com music by dustin taylor phillips for more information visit us online at catholicphilly.com